0: The following podcast is for fun. If you're interested in debating whether the sport featured in this episode isn't obscure, or to argue whether the sport isn't even a sport at all, please listen to another podcast about obscure sports. Oh wait, there isn't one. Thanks for listening. Everybody and welcome to the Obscure Sports Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Tyler. And uh, what are we going to talk about in today's episode, Tyler? Miniature golf. Miniature golf. Yeah. yeah. Not real golf. No. Nope. This is the golf with the, the little pencils.
1: The very small pencils. Yes. yes. Miniature even.
0: Yes. This is the this is the this is a sport. It is a sport. We can join a league and play this as a sport.
1: Nationally and internationally.
0: So this is not just um, me at Pirate's Cove. Nope. No. No. Not it? at all. Now, uh, so there are professional mini golfers. Yes, there are. And when you play professional mini golf, do you wear sandals? Um, I don't think that's a requirement. I think most people play mini golf in sandals. I, I don't. I don't either. But, but we are weird about our feet. And we're not
1: professionals. Yeah.
0: I think if we were professionals, we would have to wear... I mean, bowlers have bowling shoes, yeah, and baseball players have cleats, uh, and even regular golfers have uh, specialized cleats as well. Yeah, cleats, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, every... I I think in order for you to have something be considered a sport, you need special footwear, sandals.
1: I guess that would have to fit. Uh, Like I said, that's unofficial, but...
0: All right. When we play later, <clears throat> maybe I'll play in sandals.
1: That would be weird, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. okay. We're going to look professional. <laughs> so, I'm
0: assuming because you say that this is a sport played on the professional level, as all sports on our podcast will be, uh, that there's some history to this sport.
1: There is some history to this sport.
0: Well, regale us, because <laughs> uh, I can't imagine... How complex that history
1: is. Well, it actually started in Europe, where golf was the original golf was created. But this was created in nineteen twelve, with the uh, first geometrically shaped courses made out of artificial material. In nineteen sixteen, it made its way over to these United States.
0: So, when golf, mini, when mini golf was originally played, was
1: it um, was it grass? It was real grass, yes, but just had a, had some little bit of. A, um, like artificial rocks and that kind of stuff to act as a putting surface for things. Sand traps, maybe. Maybe some legitimate. When was sand the traps? water hazard introduced? That was introduced a lot later on, with pumps being able to yeah. function. The water and through.
0: The, has is the windmill always been a staple of? It has vehicle? not always been a staple. Where
1: in Europe did it originally come from? Man. Um, uh, Scotland area, much like oh, okay. where golf was right. invented. So well. of course
0: they didn't have windmills because that wouldn't be until the sport reached Holland.
1: Um. So in 1916 it came over to the United States and was created in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And North say, Carolina had
0: the first mini golf course.
1: And I say Pinehurst because Pinehurst is known as like the birthplace of golf in America. So they've had several major events there, but it's it's just it's like the golf Mecca for the world, so uh, for for the for the US. And I meant for regular to, golf. For regular golf and for miniature golf too, it is the Mecca right now. So uh It's a. I thought Myrtle
0: Beach was the mecca of mini golf in this country. <laughs> it is, and it is. Yeah, okay. There are so, actually. Me- Myrtle Beach is the mecca of the themed golf course. Yes. Mini golf course. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: Of your of your traditional, actual golfing surfaces, regular yep. grass, that is where Pinehurst is. It's is, still is the place. mini
0: golf is still played with regular grass in, at Pinehurst. Yes. Wow.
1: Yep. Um, But the key thing to remember is that with regular grass, it it wasn't really played up north because we couldn't play it all the time because our grass would die or, you know, once it got past August. So in 1922, um, this gentleman by the name of Thomas McCullough Fabrican invented the artificial turf for miniature golf and
0: the knees of mini golf players have never been the same since
1: never been the same now Josh I have a question for you okay yes you ready sure what four things make up artificial turf what what are like what are the officially sanctioned four ingredients no what are the four ingredients that make up artificial turf
0: oh uh, plastic no no (laughs) I don't know uh uh the 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 broken limbs of
1: Astros and Blue Jays players cottonseed hull, hulls hulls sand oil and dye sand so so mini golf courses
0: are essentially a sand trap
1: one large very large green but the sand oil trap. is
0: what makes the greens go fast Correct. Maybe. i don't know
1: i think it's just those are the ingredients that make the plastic yeah for the, uh, for the turf back in 1922 when he first created it, it and this the the turf can be any color yes it's predominantly green you do see some that are multicolored. Um, i've seen some reds, some blues i've seen one where every hole is a different color oh. um it's uh, i think it's, there's it's a mini golf
0: course around us locally that um is an indoor mini golf and it's it does a lot of black lighting so there's all of that element
1: yeah that's a fairly new idea into the mini golf um you know indoor mini golf use the black lights and the neon colors Mm -hmm. um again it's indoors um so it's nice for the off of the winter time you know you know when you're up north and can always be outside playing golf Um, but that's definitely something a lot more modern than than what it was
0: so this place in north carolina that you were talking about is it uh is there a U.S. tour for mini golf, and is this one of the sanctioned stops on the tour? So
1: they have two major events: um, the um, the U.S. Open and the Masters. Which oh oh,
0: which do you get a jacket?
1: Oh oh, there is there uh, is a jacket. There is a jacket. I don't think it's green. It's not, and it's not in Georgia. Yeah, uh, you know they rotate where the, oh where they are. They have a different tournament structure than just four rounds. Um, the Masters this year, which will be held in October in Myrtle Beach, <laughs> uh, South Carolina, which is funny why you mentioned that. Um, they actually are going to play two different courses, uh, one course five times, another course three times, and your total score over your two days is is what they'll use to determine uh, yeah. the winner. Um, the U.S. Open is already held this year. That was in Seriously, is Pennsylvania. Seriously, is there a jacket? I don't know. Oh, that, I just assumed that there was a jacket. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. That's one thing I do not know. After the invention of the artificial turf, um, that allowed uh, mini golf to spread throughout the country uh, to the point where mini golf courses were found on the rooftops of New York City buildings. Oh, cool. Um, but unfortunately, all that ended during the Depression a lot of them were taken down and demolished because they just couldn't. They see.
0: needed the, the windmill wood for building planes. Windmills weren't created yet. Oh. Were,
1: you're jumping just a little bit too far that's ahead of It's such a staple of mini golf. I, I require windmills. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, there is only one kind of standing um, golf mini golf course of that era in Rochester, New York. Um, that's actually on the National Historic uh, Landmark Registry. Um, and it's called the Parkside Whispering Pines mini golf course, um, and it became a national landmark in 2002. And you can play there today. You can play there today, and it's and it's like the original courses back in the 1920s. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. So you, you would really get a sense of what uh, what mini golf looked like then versus the pirates
1: now. Yeah. 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 And the more natural turf that isn't you know that's made were up they of essentially conti
0: at that time were they essentially just putting greens. That maybe they put an obstacle in, maybe it out. Yeah, not. yeah.
1: yeah. Most, mostly putting greens, elevated surfaces. It was, it was more,
0: more <clears throat> looking at your your uh, your hills and 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 getting your lies right and all of that. Correct. As yeah.
1: much like putting on a regular green would be. Absolutely. Yep. Um, now here you go, Josh. Yes. In the late 1930s, just as we started coming out of the depression, World War II the invention of the big obstacles came around. Ooh. Windmills, castles, oh. and all your water fountains that are always at these courses came oh, around. Nice. Okay. Now, the big thing is... So, was, go ahead. So the windmills
0: come from American courses.
1: Yes. Even though this was a European invention, did, did America... US, we plowed right through and We yeah. kind of took the torch and really... Uh, and really. We really them. made it an awful thing by adding all these big things. Yes. Yeah. Which is why now you are seeing a lot of courses currently that are going away from the obstacles and making it more of a terrain-based golf, which is where we'll be going to play. Um, no windmills where we're going? No, no windmills. I'm really good at timing. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, this is going to be about skill and not just timing. Okay. Um, you know, not that you have some skill, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um. But speaking of timing, um, so the windmills were there, but they actually didn't move until the 40s and 50s. Oh, they, so just, they didn't have motor; they were just
0: there. So, so the the blade was constantly in front of the hole, and you had no ability. I think it was probably offset. Oh, okay, yeah, and just then, decoration.
1: Yeah, just decoration, and then it actually became just
0: obstacles for Don Quixote to fight.
1: That's a literary reference. I I figured that. Okay. I, I did figure. <laughs> okay. that. I'm more the outdoorsy person. Yeah, like yeah, me. yeah. That is cool. okay. um, but you know, they that's the forties and fifties. That's when we started having the moving objects, so your timing would come into okay in the essence, right there. Um, and then not a whole lot happened after that. Um, what they would do is that a lot of these mini golf courses were prefab. They were built um, in. Factories you'd order a kit. Else. You'd order a kit, and you'd be able to put it up. Um, they even put them. The, the uh, can you still do that today? I be- well, you have a lot of companies that will you know that will come and build your mini golf course from there. They're, they're not necessarily kit approved yeah. anymore because you did de- you design your own thing. It's more of an art now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were prefab so much so that the um, United States military would bring them overseas to war torn areas, Vietnam and Korea, so the GIs could. Play mini golf. Wow. While, you know, in the middle of the war essentially. So that does it for history, Josh. Like I said, not a lot happened. Once it kinda of revolutionized to things moving, I mean that's I mean you still see them today. So not a lot has has changed yeah. in the way mini golf courses are designed and, and made. Well what about beyond the history? What about uh how did
0: uh What's the What's the national organization for
1: uh, the national uh, There's technically two in the United States. However, uh, the world organization, which is called the World Mini Golf Sport Federation, only recognizes the United States Pro Mini Golf Association.
0: Oh, the USPMGA.
1: MGA. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want. I didn't know if you knew the acronym. I
0: I just did it in my head. Oh, excellent. <laughs> that was quick. Um. So.
1: How did they come into to being? Um, basically, well, let's we'll, we'll start with this. Yep. How many countries do you think are part of the uh, World Minigolf Sport Federation? Eight. 47. 47 countries! 47 countries are part of this. First of, of all, that's my favorite number, which is well, weird
0: then. because that number shows up in Star Trek all the time. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's not what this podcast is about. Not at all. <laughs> uh, 47 countries. Um, so... Wow. That's a lot more than I would have anticipated. Yeah.
1: You know, a lot of them are are, are European. Yeah. Um, Israel is one of them, which was quite surprising to me. Um, in the United States, Canada. Um, not a lot of South American countries, um, but, uh, you know. Australia, I'm yep, sure. Yeah, yep, Australia and New Zealand yeah. are, are involved, too. Cool. Uh, China is in there, too. So, uh, so all
0: these countries participate in... What what is the world group again
1: called? Yep, the World Mini Golf Sport Federation. Okay, and so the FIFA of mini golf, minus the corruption that You've, I know that I know of. I haven't heard of any corruption scandals. I, I, I,
0: I mean, the the small pencil market is is pretty big overseas. I hear. Oh,
1: okay. I'm glad you know
0: that. Um, and I'm sure that uh, uh, Crocs paid a lot of money to get their shoes on the golfers a couple years ago.
1: People could see me shaking my head right now. <laughs> that, oh, that, oh, that's all I can say. Um, so the World Championship, uh, the World Mini Golf Sport Federation is in charge of essentially uh, uh, having a world championship tournament every year, um, and they rotate what country it's in between the United States, Australia, um, and two other European countries, so it's it rotates every four years, essentially, cool. um, and they crown a champion um, every do, year. Do, do you get a cup? You get a cup but you really don't make money yeah, yeah so you know you get some award no um, the
0: real mini the real money for mini golf would be in the sponsorships or you know the the people uh, uh, who are known for combining two liquids into one fantastic beverage uh, that's how golfers make their money I hear so
1: you make a reference to Arnold Palmer
0: yes. Yes, so I'm sure that there's the honor Palmer of the mini golf world.
1: If there is, I have not heard of it. I guess I should. I guess I should do better research. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, uh, most prizes. Uh, uh, the most uh, a U.S. winner has ever won has been five thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, but
0: so that's your plane ticket.
1: Yep. Uh, but most golfers play for uh, pride and the honor of being the champion. I there's a little,
0: stupid, I, I imagine that there's
1: a lot of pride in oh, absolutely. Uh, being a mini golf champion. Absolutely. I mean, I would, How many
0: people um, enter the tournament?
1: Um, it Hundreds? didn't give any specific numbers, but I would imagine a lot. I'm sure you have to qualify. Sure. Um, there was, Is there a limit on how many uh, can be sent
0: from one nation?
1: I think, well, obviously you'd have to be a member of that nation's national organization. And then I'm sure through tournaments through there. And, oh,
0: and the U.S. Open and the Masters, Masters. probably help you qualify. Correct.
1: Yep. Um, now, the thing is, is that there's championships for both youth players and what they call elite players. So we'd be considered elite because we're not youth. We're the adult people who play mini golf. I'm 12. That seems really weird right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm an adult. So yes.
0: I, would, I would be playing with adults.
1: Yeah, so as opposed to saying like youth and adult, they consider it elite. So, I think the other thing that I want to mention about uh, mini golf is that we have to keep in mind that each course has different rules. Okay? Yeah. So, there's not a universal rule that covers every, every single mini golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, uh, all of them have stroke limits so that you're not sitting on the same hole shooting like 10, 12 times. You know, once you hit, most of it's six. Once you hit six, you're not going to score any higher than a six. Uh, You know, how many strokes, how many penalties you get for hitting the ball into a water or out of bounds. Um, How big your parties can be. They don't like large parties at many golf courses because, again, you hold everyone else up.
0: Oh, there's nothing worse than being stuck behind a large group of people. Why
1: won't they let you play through? And you could ask and ask and ask. And until they say yes, you're kind of stuck there. Um, um, That is unfortunate. Uh, So along with course rules, though, um, everyone has you know, their own house rules, their own rules that they make up. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a house rule that I've always used throughout my life and that's you get one mulligan per 18 holes. Now Josh, you know what a mulligan is?
0: Yeah, a mulligan is when uh, you have a haircut that's party in the back and business in the front.
1: That's a mullet. Oh. So a mulligan essentially is a freebie. So if you make a bad shot or something, you can get your ball back and not take any penalty and start fresh. I see. From where that is. So throughout 18 holes, you have one of those to use, um, you know, if you hit a ball into the water or out of bounds, or if you're on the last hole and you miss it by just a little bit, you can try again and try and get a hole-in-one or something. Um, So that's the one house rule that I always play with. um, But others, you know, they have even stricter stroke limits, especially if you have kids and you don't want them to get – blown out if they keep having sixes if you are keeping track for kids um but you know everyone's different everyone has their own like little set of rules and that's what's great about mini golf is that you know you you can have your own rules you don't have to follow these strict guidelines and some like oh like like you do in some other sports
0: there's no so uh, the the fifa what are they called again the FIFA of soccer is called the World Mini-Golf Sport Federation. The FIFA of Mini-Golf, yeah. So they, they don't have a... I assume these tournaments have a set, set
1: rule. Correct, they do. They and, do. That, and, that, and that will fall under whatever the course rule is for... But, but when you
0: are playing Cosmic Mini-Golf or at Pirate's Cove, it's a little bit more relaxed. Yes. Now, um, have they introduced the new style putter to Mini-Golf?
1: All the long-handed putter. Yeah. But,
0: um, well, there's 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 been two putter innovations in the last ten years. They have the they have the ones that, because uh, because a mini golf putter is just that plastic putter, and then you choose you know out of eighteen color balls, uh, so. But are you are you allowed to have the one with the uh, half circle? No. No. Are you allowed to have the one
1: uh, where you you stand differently? Is that the long? Yeah, that's the long putter where you have one hand like halfway down and one hand up.
0: Yeah. No. Are you allowed to use a wedge if you're in the fake sand trap? No. No. Oh, okay.
1: However, Josh, I will say this. You mentioned the 18 different colored mini golf balls. Yes. Professional mini golfers have different balls with different properties for the weather, for the type of green that's being played on. They have balls that will wait wait
0: the type of green so it's not all just the the astroturf there's no, other
1: sometimes it could be thicker could be thinner it all it's all different so even ones that um are, con- are concrete they're so smooth oh um that you know you're not really trying to stop the ball you're just going for hole-in-ones all the time oh hole-in-one um, if
0: yeah. if you hit a hole-in-one that would be a, a course record on that hole
1: Yes, there is no way to get negative strokes. So the actually yeah. the high score you could, the low score you get is eighteen. Yes, which has never been done in a world, um, federation of mini golf tournament. Wow! So no one has ever got a no perfect start. game. No yeah. perfect game yet. Um, the holy grail of the mini golf world. That that is the holy grail in the world mini golf world. Everyone's gotten them unofficially, but nothing in a, in a standard tournament. Um, so you mentioned. Um, different golf balls. So there's um, golf balls that give on uh, different types of bounce, the hardness of the ball, yep. uh, the weight of the ball in, in case you're playing in windy areas. Um, the diameter of the ball can change from uh, between like two and a half to three um, centimeters. Um, the outer texture of the ball can be different um, to establish running qualities. And there's even a ball that adjusts to the temperature. So if you're playing in really high heat, uh, they can resist that a little bit more so they're not warping. Um, and then as for the putter, um, really it's a standard putter, but you can have different types of rubber on the putter end that helps control the speed of the ball when it comes off the putter itself. So there's rubber that lets you that gives it extra speed or lower speed. Most golf courses, it's just a standard rubber, um, and then after the first couple of holes, you can kind of get an idea of what you're doing. But these professional mini golfers, they know what putter they need to use depending on the hole and what they're trying to do. Wow. And they can switch... Between balls, between every hole. So So there's a different ball every hole. And they bring different putters. They have different putters with different rubber surfaces and have different balls. So they have caddies. They might have legitimate caddies. That would be amazing to have caddies on a mini golf course. We need to get caddies when we do this (laughs) and just hold our one club and our one ball.
0: Well, speaking of us attempting the sport, uh, that's something that we're going to do in every episode. So we're going to let this uh, golf clap take us out. All right, Tyler, good luck, good luck to you. You're you. you're going first. Uh, this is hole number one. Hole number one is a par what? Par two. Par two. Par two. Par two. All the
1: cars are here in
0: the brook. Okay, and we are looking at a, uh, a rock structure so we're, uh, covered by some rough, some thicker uh, green. All right. So you're behind. I'm behind. Well, I'm behind par behind you. This wind is picking up a little bit. The, the greens are playing fast, and the wind is a factor. You and I are even. You're even? This is okay. a par three? Par, th- par, The hole three is a par three. With a rise.
1: And it looks like that chute probably lines you up directly with the hole.
0: But do you go for the chute, or do you just go for the edge and go for the, go for the to get this. I'm actually
1: kind of glad I'm not going first here. Well, that's looking pretty good. Oh, wow.
0: Just lift it, John. Oh. I'm going to have to start trash talking pretty soon.
1: No, we're just beginning. We're only threw three holes. It could no be that I have a birdie and you don't, but that's okay.
0: Hole number six is a two root system. And it is also
1: a part two. This is a classic over under. It's really tough to decide what actual... uh, What route is best. Route uh, gives you the advantage here. I think I'm going to try up.
0: You know, I didn't pay for the rights for any of this music.
1: Uh-oh. 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 That was pretty close.
0: That was close. Okay, hole seven has a has a little bit of roughage, but this is your classic slight hill on a curve, getting to the hole. Hole's
1: a good distance away. What but is we'll this? What is this? Um, let me look. I'm sorry. I usually look at this. is a par two. Par two, okay. Oh,
0: oh, too much, too much brick.
1: Yeah.
0: Does the uh, does the sound of the water here make
1: you have to pee, Tyler? Uh, not at all, Josh. No. What about you?
0: Just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and I made par, and you were sub par.
1: Wow. No, I was. I was not subpar. No, that's I was right. Above par. You were above. Yes. Nice try. Oh, did not make it up the hill. Question is, you're gonna use your mulligan, Josh? I might as well use my mulligan. All right, Josh no longer has his mulligan. Let's see what he does here. We'll attempt to go up the hill again. (laughs) Talk about saving uh, par. You got a hole in two.
0: But essentially a hole in
1: one. But it's not. It's not because- It will go down as a two in the book. It will, yes.
0: Is there luck in this game? Is this a luck game?
1: Uh, Half skill, half luck? That shot you made was
0: pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. Three, three quarters luck? So through the first nine holes, uh, Josh, you have a one-stroke lead over me. 23, 24. Correct. Out of a par total par 21. Correct.
1: So, uh, so you're two over par. I'm three over par. Let's see how this goes. What people need to realize is that I am very competitive. So if that may seem like I'm being quiet all of a sudden, you're just getting into your rhythm. I. Hey, you won that hole, right? No, no. Tie the hole
0: again. I
1: still striking this you
0: you just this is your this is your plan, is to have Always my plan. your plan is to have me ahead, just by one stroke, so that I will try to assess how to, to to do each hole and then you can do it better, and then you'll strike at the end.
1: That's how we ended last time.
0: Might be too hard, Tyler. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh in the water that'll be
1: my mulligan
0: oh that's nice that they provide a little net so you can capture your ball
1: Josh has about a 10 foot putt here sinks it
0: but you got yours as well but i'm clearly the better player because mine was a harder putt to make
1: oh Except that I could be considered a better player because I had the better initial shot.
0: I thought we determined that uh, on the initial shot, there's more luck involved. Okay, this this is uh, hole number thirteen, which is the part two. Part two, yep.
1: Yeah. And straight th- shot, but if you hit it too hard, you go out down a big hill into the water. Well, don't. no, the, I don't know if you make it into. I mean, you have to. Oh, really, there's a little launch there. There's there a little launch. Yeah, ah! don't hit
0: it too hard. Oh, go in the
1: hole. Wow. Oh my god.
0: What just happened?
1: I think you hit the lip of the cup. Oh no, it flat out died. It just died. Less less than a putter's
0: length from the hole. Wow. Less than half a putter's length from the hole. Oh! <laughs> Off to the side, Tyler almost didn't make it.
1: i like to make this game interesting, Josh.
0: Yeah. But, clearly, whoever has the initial first hit is clearly the better player. Uh, I was very strong on my initial first hit, and clearly that makes me the better player. As we determined earlier in the game. You
1: did determine. Yes. You
0: have honors, John. Oh, I have advantage, huh? I think the real advantage is whoever gets to go second. Uh,
1: This is what we call a dog leg with a sharp turn to the right if you're facing the hole. Soft.
0: Nice, gentle caress of the, the inner thigh that is this dog-legged course.
1: Wow. That has to be the most sensual uh, explanation of a shot I've ever heard, Josh. Hole 18. Part 2. Part 2. Curve, or you can go for the straight shot. It's an interesting hole here. Wow.
0: Wow, it's coming back. It's coming back. It, the, wind is, the wind is literally pushing it all the way back. The wind picked up and it is almost all the way back. I went a little, little bit more to get it up there.
1: Yes.
0: Seeing my mistake, if I, if I put it in, I win. Yes. If I two put it in, it's a tie game. Correct.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes! Josh wins. Yes, and I am going
0: to lose many of the events to come, and so I'm very excited that I got one in.
1: I'm very upset that I four-putted that last <laughs> hole.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, that's amazing. I
1: don't want to talk about
0: it. I want to talk about it. I want to keep talking about it. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Oh, come on, come on. Come on, then. no! It's gonna be fun. No, it's gonna oh, be okay. fun. All right, and we're back from our mini golf adventure. Uh, do you? Do you have, I. I I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah, you seem very upset. Quite upset. Uh, I'm. I've. You've given me the impression that we're not gonna do any
1: more episodes. Um. I, that was my case, but you know. We could probably do one more. Okay. If I win.
0: Okay, I see. <laughs> well, every episode, we're going to try to attempt the sport ourselves. Um, and we'd love it if you would send us suggestions. Uh, we've actually already had one listener send us some. Yes, And absolutely. we would love it if you could send us suggestions. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Obscure Podcast.
1: And through email at obscurepodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please send us your... Um, your sports that you want to see featured on this show. You can also go to iTunes and leave us a, uh, a five-star review and subscribe. Um, and if you don't have iTunes, Stitcher or your podcast aggregator, will do that. We are part of the nerdy Legion network. You can find us at nerdylegion.com where you'll find a whole host of other podcasts. Try them out like a podcast called Valiant Effort.
1: Valiant Effort is, um, good podcast, Josh.
0: Thanks. You're obligated to say that. Uh, There is a gun to my head right now. Not slip. I'm going to slip you this $5 bill. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us uh, as we explored the sport immortalized by Adam Sandler in Happy Gilmore. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.